Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. Well, that means it's time for the 100th episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. This is horrifying, but let's start the show. So why stop now, right? Yes, we might as well do it again. Um, yeah, it, it's you know it's not as momentous a moment as you know your fortieth episode where you can open forties, <laughs> but we did open another one, not a forty, an- another one. It's a beer called another one. Uh, yeah, 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 we've had it before. It's another one. Anyways, <laughs> episode one hundred one. Pierce gets replaced. <laughs> yeah, who who are your comedy routines intended for? <laughs> I don't know. It's apparent, <laughs> as we talked about in our earlier episode, that you don't like comedy because you you actually maybe don't even know what it is. I I don't know. I think that I think that Abbott and Costello got more than a million views for that than you know people that put their goddamn heads. <laughs> nope, we're not talking about this. We are not talking about this. I will not. Oh. But this is this is supposed to be a joyous occasion. I don't need to get so angry. I over don't. Some dumb I shit don't know that this episode will be particularly joyous, even though normally we're talking about something that brings joy to a lot of people. Well, it also brings a lot of frustration and heartbreak and pain, and you know, it it's a it's a bit of a hills and valleys thing. So, yeah, yeah, we're we're talking about uh, Christmas trees this week, right? <laughs> Christmas trees. Didn't, we weren't going to those those bring joy but also sorrow when you, you, you oh god no that's not what yeah, we're talking putting, about I guess putting out your Christmas tree for the for you know pick up in sometime in January is kind of a reminder of your own mortality oh, or, or sometime in November <laughs> <laughs> what was yeah. the shame there I don't well, the, the fact that Max maybe is breaking my furniture. So I think what's 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 pretty clear from the way we've introduced this is is maybe we're not the best group at, at socializing and maybe not <laughs> in um, yeah. in ways that are romantic, but but something that we're gonna talk about this week and, and Kevin is also here because we needed all the minds we could get to maybe make one functioning mind. Uh, yeah. is you know, that, that idea of being good at being being good at being with other people um and then and uh, d- that doesn't sound right that was a this is a this has all been a comically roundabout way to say that we're going to talk about a thing that we have certainly talked about just in our own conversations many times but have never sort of worked up the stones to put her on a podcast and that is i think we just forgot about it a lot <laughs> Which kind of speaks to the, um, the practice. We're going to talk about online dating. Yeah. Um, particularly as it pertains to things that have mobile apps, I guess. Yeah, I would... It's, but it's, it's kind of not really... That's not necessarily the point. We're not... I don't know that we're necessarily here to talk about, like, swipe culture. I, I, you you have kind of had more thoughts on, on this so, than I have, which is funny, yeah. because I guess I'm the one who has probably partook in the most of the four of us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I you you all definitely... Partook a lot. Um, you all definitely use it more than I do because you've used it. But I have not used it in part because I would call it like internet 
facilitated dating. Sure. And there, there are apps, applications for, you know... You don't need to specify what <laughs> apps means. It's yeah. 2017. It's, you know, for, for this whole range and, and spectrum of people meeting people romantically, and I guess otherwise, too. But I have been very skittish, if not at points, and a lot of points outright, I guess, against it. And I'd not say aggressively so, like, not to the point where I'm like, you know, boo all of you for, for even doing that. But f- I use the word facilitated particularly because when I think about it, I think of it being facilitated. And I guess for me, just right off the bat, I am hesitant about using the internet to facilitate the way I meet people romantically. Why? I have this idea, and maybe it's too idyllic, that, um, and this is something that, that we, you know, I think we'll talk about, which is that historically, in a lot of ways, people have met each other in, in real life at various things, be they very specific or very random, um, or, you know, niche things that you go to together, or just, you know, you go to a the farmer's market, the grocery store. Okay, historically, people got their news from the newspaper. I understand, but people meet people, and it can become romantic out and about, as opposed to online, where you say, "I am entering into this with the goal of meeting someone romantically." So, uh, why, why don't you Max, respond? To I have an immediate challenge me. right off the bat. Which is we live in a challenge. I might have. We live in a we live in a globalized world where we can now do business with not just the people on Main Street, but with people across the world in China, and that's a massive advantage economically. And is it not the same way to be able to meet people that you you know you no longer have to date one of the one hundred people that grew up in the same small town as you? You can now meet anyone. Isn't that how could that be a bad thing? Yes, I'm gonna go. I I will. have any of you guys read Modern Romance, the uh, the Aziz Ansari book? I haven't has. Yeah. Okay, no. I know I'm going to go to the well with that a fair amount. I want you, listen. I want you guys to challenge me because yeah, 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 yeah. I want you to challenge me. We're, we're I think we're challenging this from a good place. Yeah. Uh, so I would say that we don't. First of all, we don't do we do a lot of things differently from the way we historically did yeah. them. Um, I would also say that, you know, he points out in the, that book that, you know, uh, the ways that people used to meet folks that they would wind up dating and marrying and having families with through a couple of sort of key places, school, work, which, as Max pointed out, the nature of work has changed a lot. So that's really sort of. It's, it's, uh, it's I didn't point it out on the podcast, but I said earlier that I, I mean, I spend most of my workday on the computer alone. Yeah, it's also not a, in meetings with other it's people. Also, I feel like it's been a very small time, all things considered, where you could meet people at work and it's okay to date them. I feel like that window was pretty small. Mm. And, and another big one that has gone away a lot, but you know, you met people at your church. Mm-hmm. That was a huge deal because. We used to, and so I think that in particular, I think that the idea of meeting someone that goes to your church is representative of a big shift that's happened in the last few decades, where it used to be that the the paramount thing 
for you in your search for finding another person in mm-hmm. the world was about having common values. And I think that I, in, in is the, the common values thing, it's not necessarily church. It might be, I don't know, you go to the same bookstore all the time. No, that's not the same thing. That's a common interest. Okay, well, so, uh, so I, I, I'm not, I'm not seeing that mo- everybody went to to church. What I'm, what I'm saying is that I understand this is a smaller thing. But you went to church. You didn't go to church because you're like, I want to, you know, this is my the place where I go get my entertainment. Not, not because like I like, you know, Pat Conroy books. You, you went to church because that was an expression of you know, who you were and what was important to you and, and how you were raised mm-hmm. on a, a deeper level than going to the bookstore. But now, so I want to say this. I think that there's a strong possibility that we're, we're all fucking this up and doing it wrong and that common values are really are just the strongest predictor of whether you are ultimately compatible with someone in a long-term, have a relationship, get married, have a life together sort of way. But, for better or worse, it seems like we've shifted to a point where when you're doing that search, when you're looking for another person, the thing that you're looking for is common interests. Yeah. Um... God damn it! Put that away. And uh, well, and the common interest thing is big, and I think that in my mind, common interests—be it friends, so platonic or, or romantic relationships—I think common interests kind of uh, push that forward. So if I if I go to concerts and sometimes I meet and talk to people, and it's not necessarily I'm looking for romantic relationships or something, but I, I you know, you. You can build some kind of relationship there, and I like yeah. that. You actually just brought up a really, a really interesting thought. Another thing that we've we've talked about just in in conversations before is the increasing prevalence of people referring to their significant other or their spouse as their best friend. Guess what? I think I, I, no, no, no. I I don't want to I don't want to divert totally in this direction, but I think. That's a direct, I think there's a very direct through line from focusing on common interests to that point. Where you find someone that you're, you're friends with. I, I think there's a level of sincerity to it that I think you maybe don't want to give people credit for. I, the, the, it's, it's, it's more, it's, it's not, as, as with a lot of things with me, it's not really the game of... of you are, and I don't want to call it a game, but like it's not that you are in a relationship with your best friend. Like that's that's a good thing. I don't like the players who decide that they're going to put that in Instagram photo with the disembodied hand thing. That's more where it's fueled. Just don't like Instagram. I think no, 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 no. This is this is the car crash thing. I uh, like it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. But so, but so, but that's so. What I I, I gave an example of. Maybe you go to a concert, maybe you go to a bookstore, whatever, this common interest space that you go to, and maybe, maybe it facilitates. And again, I think facilitates is, is an important word. But there is something that you can say positively that I think you all would point out about 
these apps, which is you kind of go to it and and you're everyone is accepting what it's facilitating. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Kevin or Max, I, I, is that is that something that draws you to it? I, I think so. I, because a, a, a big thing, like I mean, if you're talking to someone, you have no idea who they are. It, it at least gives you like a starting point. Like we at least have you know some type of end goal. In, in, in mind, and it could be a, it's it can be a very awkward conversation if that's yeah. not already established. Yeah. If that's you, not their end goal too. If you right. ask a girl out on a dating app, the the reaction is not surprise or disgust. <laughs> it's just not. Yeah, yeah. I, I think and it might be anywhere else. It might be at the library. That might be the yeah. reaction. And it also it could also it could also keep you from like wasting your time. Like let's say you drag this on like oh like I see the same girl at the like at the same bookstore. And I have a couple of small conversations, and then like I finally like ask her, she's like, "Oh, I have a boyfriend." It's like if you know, like you could have saved yourself a lot of time if you know it's established wow. going into it. Yeah, I don't want to. F- uh, I see what you're saying. I, I do. Whether or not she actually has a boyfriend, I'm just saying, like you know, oh, wasn't going there. Okay, wasn't going there. <laughs> we are not saying that women are liars. That's not what we're doing. Um, I, I, now, I, men, but, men are definitely liars. Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty bad. But I, I so I. I think that that is, of all the things that, you know, internet-facilitated dating, as you would phrase it, I think the biggest thing that it solves for is it clears the important first hurdle where you have no idea whether this other person that you're talking to at a reading or at a concert, or at a bar, or at the gym, or at your library. Both people that are involved in this exchange have said, I'm opted in. Yeah. I am available. I am at least theoretically interested in meeting someone and, and you know, having having this thing in my life. And and that's so important. Just like it's it's kinda creepy to Go talk to a stranger, yeah. you know, even and just be like, because what can you say? You, you're essentially saying like, I know you don't know me at all, and there's no real reason for me to talk to you right now, other than that I want to go on a date with you. But oh yeah, that's right, I want to go on a date with you. How do you feel about yeah, that? No, and even it's, I mean, also like this, this idea I have in my mind is, unless you meet the person at, say, a concert, and you talk a bunch at the concert, you're going to have to meet with them at a number of concerts before you, you really should even consider, I mean, this is just my view, you should even consider, like, asking them out, which could well, still be misinterpreted. Whereas, again, with, with the app, it's an efficient that, process. I, I don't know that that's necessarily true. I think, and I think that depends. There are, there are different apps and different services that kind of seem to have different purposes and be used different ways. But I know for me, it's not just, oh, hey, bang, we matched. Let's uh, let's go get dinner. It's, there's a, a there's definitely much more conversation trying to, you know, I, I think that getting a sense of who a person is in a dating app messaging situation is, like, it's tough. Yeah. But it's also, I think the tough part is feeling like you have a complete understanding, not 
am I even getting the surface level things that make me know whether I might want to go get drinks with this person? Well, I, I would ask Max, actually, do you, because you at least indicated that you've, you've done both, like the traditional method versus, and also app facilitated. Um, do you feel like the when you actually go on that first encounter, if we're going to call it that, excuse me, do you think that the you get different vibes, kind of controlling for everything else in that first encounter, if it's with the app or not? Do you feel like that that sort of buying in with the app, does that give any more comfort in that first experience? It's it's really different, because the alternative to the app is presumably someone that you've already met in person. Yeah. So... Mm, that's... That's a good. You're saying point. like, what's how is it? What is it like the first time you go on a date? Well, if you've already met the person and you naturally, we'll say naturally, like whether it's th- unless it's a blind date set up through a friend, which is I don't think that needs to happen. It still yeah. maybe happens, but other than that, I, I think you've probably already met the person if you've decided to ask them out on a date, and if they've accepted, then you're 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 there but at the still, same it's level. It's still different because you're you're now now the relationship has changed. You're like okay, from from now on, we're never going to hang out and not have dated before. You know I, that 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 can change things. I mean, it, it can't. You you can't. There. But it doesn't. I I think it changes things after that, though. I, it I, uh, it does. But you. I mean, that is, all right. I'm someone who overthinks things. You may be familiar. So, like in my mind, these are things that I feel come like up. We probably all. Are these are things. That come up. But I think it's a common thing where you're saying like, "Hey, we've been kind of friends, but now I'm like." Uh, at least I, or, or maybe, or maybe you're on the other end. This person has now asked me out, so like, are you know now they're at least at this point romantically interested in me. I'm maybe romantically interested in them as opposed to just whatever was happening before. I mean, I think it's a fair point, but even uh, I don't know. I think if you are doing, you know, I think if you are making an attempt to get to know. You know, to get to know a person before you go on a sort of first online facilitated date, mm-hmm. like I think it, I think it mitigates some of the difference. I really do. Um, you know, it's probably a little more awkward just because it's the first time you're meeting in person, period. And there's all this expectation because there's this, you know, we place this huge amount of expectation and weight on first dates, which is kind of crazy <laughs> because. There's just there's so many things that can go wrong. It it's it seems like it should be almost impossible for a first date to go well. I, I mean, this is true, but then also I think about you know traditionally, when when did you know romantically or not romantically? Like when did you know you liked this person? It's usually something I remember from one of the first times meeting them. It's like, yeah. Oh, you can tell you can tell that you are. Yeah, I think you can tell that you have that level of interest in someone very quickly yeah it's i think it's way harder to tell do they have the same interest in me do we get along do we have anything to talk about if we do have we run out of all the things we have to talk about already in this two-hour period oh no i mentioned the weather damn it why did i do that exactly so 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 i guess i i definitely understand Understand, and I think that maybe there are slightly fewer um, obstacles, variables when you have this. Like, okay, we've, we've opted in thing. Even if you've kind of known them before, I would think maybe it makes things differently. Um, now, 
Kevin, um, you know, I guess John does too, but I'll ask you, Kevin. You said this is something you've used a lot, and one of the one of the other reasons why I don't use it, and I don't think I, I expressed this fully for, is that again, using the word facilitated, I kind of think in my mind, at least for me, um, okay, if I use this, I am like there is something that is lacking in me that I can't meet people without the app. And it frightens me in a lot of ways to, okay, now I'm going in on the apps and I'm never going to be able to do those. And there might be something wrong with me that I need to fix so that when I am meeting people, maybe there's something in my character that, that is wrong other than the obvious things. And so I, I'm asking, are you ever concerned that like there's something wrong with me as opposed to, no, I just don't have time to, to do this this tedious, inefficient process that I described of the bookstore meeting or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think that, I think that, so I think that insecurity comes up both on the app and like, well, I'm not insecure. Oh, my bad. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure you are. (laughs) No, go ahead, Kevin. Uh, It's different here, so it's a podcast. For me, a lot of, a lot of, more what ends up happening is like, I kind of look at, I look at my life and there's just, there's not that much opportunity just sitting there. Like, I'd have to go do something completely different to make something happen. Like, there's no one, like, at the workplace. There's no, like, friends of friends. You know, there's not that many, like, potential people that I wouldn't have to kind of just go meet randomly. And so, you know, the like the apps introduce me to a lot of people, and then I can, you know, get a quick gauge of their interests. And... Yeah, I mean, but like again, the insecurity will slip up on that because like you'll still get you still get rejected on the app, right? Yeah, it, it, it's can. and it, it it's like it's it's not like I find I it's not like I uh, you know have a million girlfriends or anything. Like I, it's still like impossible to to like it's really hard to have a good date, and I I think the app gives you a lot more people to, to potentially meet, but I don't think it gets rid of the oh, there's something wrong with me aspect yeah. of it. Yeah, I mean, I guess that it's... <laughs> I guess that um, if I can bring a level of seriousness to this, this group of 75 that doesn't sound people. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't necessarily think that the insecurity, if we're going to call it that, would go I away. We are. We, if, yeah. Would go away if I started using <laughs> the apps, but you would just kind of ignore it. And then also... It's it uh, because everyone else is in the same boat with it too. It just kind of disappears. So that was what I was. I, I kind of definitely had that same feeling before I tried any of the dating apps. I was like, oh, like those are for the people that can't meet people in real life. Until I had some friends that had success with them, yeah, and realized it's just it's just another way to meet someone. Why does it matter? I have a very good friend who met a, a long-term girlfriend through an online video game. I don't think it matters how you meet someone. Once you meet them in person, you already have something in common, whether it's just the conversation you had on a dating app or some shared interest. Now that we live in, a, a, a again, the globalized world of the Internet, whether you have the same interest in the same bookstore or cafe or video game, it's just something that sparks a conversation. Yeah, and I think that's that's a decent point in what I was going to ask, and I same I'm going to know the answer, which is like, uh, you know, well, do you meet, do you, like, become friends with people on- online? And the answer is yes. I mean, I think that's what chat rooms have been since the beginning of the internet. It is a space where you go and you have similar interests. Mm-hmm. And I think with me, the thing is, is, I mean, 
It's for fuck's sake. You and I met each other maybe twice in person in college. Yeah. We communicated almost exclusively via emails and text messages. Yeah, and we but but I guess we're here now, right? Well, yeah, and I but I think part of it is I think of that as oh, we had a similar interest and it was sort of real life. But it's like no, so, sort of is the most in-depth way to yeah. describe it. Like because yeah. it was emails instead of a. Well, there was a product. We had a fantasy football draft in person one time. Yeah, we did. Kevin was there. Kevin was uh, there. Um, <laughs> but. And maybe I'm being unfair because, you know, I think, oh, that's an interest. But, like, we're all opting into this thing, and then we become friends. It be, you know, your favorite subreddit, or back in the day you did NBA rumors chat room or whatever. So here's the thing. I think you're perhaps simultaneously overestimating and underestimating yourself. I think... I think the... This is for people who can't can't meet other people in a normal way is essentially to say I'm better than them. I I yeah. can still do and this. I've come and I've and I've kind of I don't I used to feel kind of strongly that way and it's more now it's like no this is my thing that I just I, I don't want to walk over that line. But it also comes it comes out of that fear that then if you cross over a, that it means you can't mm-hmm. meet people. Or B, that you can, but you'll somehow, you'll cross a Rubicon, you'll ring a bell that you can't unring, and all of a sudden you won't be able to meet people that way anymore. And I don't think that's true, or at least, at the very least, I think you control that. So, like, you know, I, I think, we've ta- as we've talked about this before, I've always gotten the sense that your feeling on this was mostly that it's, you know, I think you want to keep meeting people the way you do because you think it's important to go do things and experience things and, and find people who share an interest in those experiences in real life. And you think it's really valuable. And I don't think any of us disagree. No, no. I'd, I'd, I'd say with that, like the there doesn't have to be the dating aspect to do that. You can do that with friends. You can make right. friends that way. So, if, if, you know, I think it's just my experience, and I, I didn't even really do the, the online. Like, I haven't done online video games before. I haven't done anything like that. Where mm. you know those things, I think that are you know, contributing to a subreddit or you know comment section. I don't want to call them a comment section. Subreddits are often more than that. Um, the thing about it is I've made a lot of friends most of the friends I've made I have made them in instances where I went in not expecting to make friends but it has been like a nice it's not even a side it has become like the main thing of that it's like you know when I was in, even in college like I joined this group into music and a lot of those people are, are you know I'm still really close to it and stuff like that so for me going into something be it romantic or otherwise where it's like the goal of this thing is just to meet people. It's like it's kind of the same reason why I don't think I like networking very much. Where it's, the point is to meet other people and to build relationships uh, that make you stronger. I the last part is the key. I I also don't really like networking because I think there it strikes me as something where there's just a a 
mostly there's a, a huge lack of actual sort of genuineness to it. Sure. It's it's it is meeting people, but it's really meeting people in a purely self-serving way. Yeah, you know, and and, and there's there's space for that. I, I there recognize are, there are that, apps like, that I think, and this has changed, but the idea is that they're very self-serving, or at least. At, or if they're not sure, they are hedonistic in the least. Good, good descriptor. But I think you know. Again, I think that's something where that comes down to you have options. You there are essentially there are options out there for for this thing for this facilitated dating experience to match almost any approach you might want. Yeah. If you want to have sex with someone tonight and you just want to swipe through a stack of cards, like you can do that. If you want to do something where you fill out you know, a long profile and, and try to give people a, a good picture of who you are, at least as good a picture as you can do through typing your words into a website and answer a bunch of questions about your interests and your values, you know, you can do that too. And, you know, I think there's, I think there's room for, for this to be something where you go into it, one, you know, there, there's a self-serving aspect. You want, like, you know, having someone in your life that you care about and that cares about you feels really good and feels better than being alone and falling asleep on your couch watching movies. I, I know it, it really does. Yeah. But, you know, it also might feel better for the, you know, this other person, too. Sorry, it does. You know, and, and there's there's a chance that you might find someone who you really click with. I mean, these, these services, you know, the ones that run TV commercials touting all the people that have met through their service and gotten married and are sharing a life together. Like, it's not... Bullshit. They're you know they're being selective. There are way more people that <laughs> that don't have success with it than do. But that's no different at all than you know anything else. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, uh, I I have thought about it as we we've been discussing this, and uh, I don't know that I'll have much to say about this. But one thing that uh, a book that we've all read, we've all read the same copy of Microsurfs. Um, but there is there's a moment in that book. And when I think about online, internet-facilitated relationships, it's probably the, I think, most important one that I've ever read about. There is a character who is sends another character to go check on this person that they've met on the internet. And they don't, and they even ask, is this a girl or guy? And the, the, the person's like, I don't know, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, and the thing about that and the the promise that the internet brings it it does end up being this this binary relationship but it's not it's per, specifically in the book like man ought to be not a big deal and this is kind of the wonder of the internet that in the early 90s when this book is written is, is amazing it's like you could meet somebody that is perfect for you and like you don't need to know everything but you do know that they are a person that you have a connection with and you're not you're it's you're not constricted by like oh that that person's in the bookstore how is this person at bookstore that you might not talk to them or like oh you know why are you at our, the bar that I normally go to and stuff like that? So, I mean, I understand that the internet has a lot of promise to facilitate this, but I do get 
turned off about like the the card flipping or mm-hmm. the idea of almost having to write a resume to like meet somebody. I, I get that, but I mean, really, if you think about it, when you go on a first date with somebody, you're essentially reading off a resume anyway. Yeah. You know, regardless yeah. of how you met the person. You know, I mean, I think... And I kind of like having... I like having their resume, personally, right? Yeah, that's kind of nice. I mean, I think that in the same way that, you know, you opened up by saying you you wouldn't judge us for the fact that we've all done it. Like, I don't think any of us is judging you for not doing it at all. Yeah. You know? No, I, I, don't, I don't feel yeah. insecure about, like, telling people that I don't use it. And nor should you. I mean, the end goal... Our end goal is not different. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we're we're on we're on this earth. We're doing this thing called life. You know, to to quote Prince. Um, you know, and and it's just it's better it's better when you have people to share it with. And you know, I think the ends justify the means. I, I don't think there's an invalid approach to that, to accomplishing that end goal. You know, as long as the other person is a willing participant in that. Which is, which is a, a big component of these apps. It's like, yeah. you know, at least at least we start off at, at, at kind of an equal footing that I think is important. And I, that's another thing that I recognize and I think about it. But, yeah. oh, good. I think, I think, you know, at times in my life, I've, I've had success with it. I've, I've met you know, I've met people that I've gotten to share a, a significant-ish amount of time with, and you know, I, I probably wouldn't have met that person otherwise. And you know, I I certainly appreciate that. Yeah, I, I'm, I feel I feel about the same, but I'm glad we discussed it. Two hundred. Yeah. yeah. Thank thank you for to to another one. Yeah. Amen. Another one. Another one. Oh, no, we only had one. Oh my god! Do we have another one? All right, all right. We Abbott. had another one. All right, Abbott. Um, <laughs> so, uh, if you have thoughts about online dating, how it fits into your life, whether whether it's changed the way you meet people, if you've got hopes and dreams and fears, uh, come find us on Facebook or Twitter at. Pretty okay pod, and let us know what you think. Should we post our Tinder profiles for everyone to look at? We should absolutely not do that. Um, That's an opinion. But what we should do is give our friend Pierce the floor uh, to to once again clear his conscience. It is incredibly. It is the one hundredth installment of Pierce's sorry. What are you apologizing for this week? Well, first off, um, you would you would remember if I apologize, but you. You remember when we went to the Chance the Rapper show in Richmond? I sure do. It's probably... I, I think that's my favorite concert I've ever been to. That's I incredible. Still. Do you remember what happened with my phone during the concert? I think you know with your whole heart that I don't. Okay. Well, then I probably haven't apologized for this before, <laughs> but I need to. So, yeah, we, we, we just talked about relationships um, a bunch. We did. And sometimes people get in relationships, and, and sometimes they don't, but... I think in this situation, people did. And sometimes people get in relationships and they have children. And children come to an age and they listen to music and they want to go with their friends. And sometimes parents go with their children to concerts to kind of like oversee them. Uh, or oversee them, that's a weird word. To, to kind of chaperone in a way. 
which is weird in Chance the Rapper concert, but <clears throat> there is a parent there who is chaperoning their kid. So, you tell. so there's a gentleman standing next to me, and uh, he asked me, he said, hey, um, I don't have my phone, can I have your phone so that I can text my daughter, who's at oh, I do remember this who's at the concert. Oh my God. I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, of course. Who am I? To, you know, I didn't say this in my mind. I'm like, oh, you know, someone just wants to check on their kid, and their kid's like way at the front, and maybe it's the first concert their their kid has been to. I really got that vibe, and so the the dad was concerned about his daughter. This is sort of a beautiful thing. Sends a couple text messages. He seems very anxious. And sends a couple more text messages, and then he gives my phone back after a while. Like I, I think I'd been handing it to him, and then after the show, I did not want to read the text messages. And I don't remember, I've tried to block it out, what they all said. But I think, Sean, I made you read them. Actually, I know that I made oh, you. Oh, I sure I should don't remember what any of them said. So. so what I'm apologizing for is just never give someone else your phone to communicate with people because as, as one of my rules is never expect people to be as reasonable as you think you are. Certainly never God, expect... Damn, I really did not expect this to be the apology. Yeah. This is... This... Oh, I. This seemed. This like was, was bad. This, this was bad. Like it was. This seemed a lot like it was going to be an apology to the people for reading their shit. No, I didn't read it. Not an apology to yourself for giving someone their. No, their phone no, it was. It was daughter. horrifying because then, then when you read me the text messages, like this, this person was really mean to their daughter about like being at a concert, and I was like horrified because I like sort of facilitated that, and I was trying to be a nice person. And all of a sudden, now I felt like accessory to this person freaking out uh, at their child. God. What was I supposed to do? Was I supposed to say, no, I'm not going to let you text your daughter? I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, social situations are hard. And I, don't, so, I don't think you did anything wrong by, but, by doing that. Your expectation shouldn't have been... You shouldn't have expected he's going to use this to be a dick to his daughter. Like, that's not... The assumption if you ask somebody to use their phone for a situation like that should be that, you know, that there's an element of worry involved. Oh, there's there an element worry. of parental Yeah. You know. An element of parental worry and it, care. It, which I expected. It just it took a turn for the like then I felt it, like it, I did something wrong. It was perhaps not expressed in the best way. But, you know, I, I, I commend parents do that. I think they they care about their kids so much that sometimes it seems like they express it in a weird way that comes across as over the top. But like it, I'm sure it was coming from a like you shouldn't feel bad about this. You certainly shouldn't be apologizing to yourself for this. No, I'm just I'm giving kind of fair warning that you know expectations are important. Manage people's expectations. Um, I did not manage my own appropriately, and people freak out about their children, and which is so. When you guys are using all those little children, apps that you children use, children do things to freak their parents out. Well, when you guys are using your little apps, just keep in mind, you know, you're you're chugging right along to potentially children in about fifteen years from now. They're going to go to concerts, and then you're going to take someone's phone, and you're going to freak out at your kids on their phone, and then they're going to do a podcast, and they're going to be like, "What did I do wrong?" And then it's going to be like, well, they should have listened to the podcast that told them don't do that. 
right. Do you have on, a... On that note, do you have a big idea? I, I do. Um, a couple weeks ago, I, uh, I shouted out Jesus and Mero on Viceland. Um, I, I know it's not... It's a niche cable channel, but I'm going to go back to the Viceland well. Um, and... Uh, Pierce, you described this person as someone who. What, what did you say? So, so speaking of Instagram, which, which again, I love. I love to hate it sometimes. But this person, all their Instagram captions are in all caps. Oh, I didn't know that. And this person speaks in all caps. Yep. So, Maddie Matheson is perhaps one of the most fascinating humans on planet Earth today. He is. This fat Canadian guy with a mustache covered, like, tip to toe in tattoos. At least 85% of his body. Yeah. Um, He is a chef. And he, I believe, had a a heart attack at 29. Yeah. And almost died and, like, reevaluated a bunch of stuff in his life. But he, he became sort of one of the faces of... Munchies, which is Vice's sub-site for food. Yeah. And he now has, I think, two shows on Viceland. Does, is Dead Sound on Life still a thing? If it's not, he's he still has a show. and it's Well, he's got a, he certainly has a new show called It's Supper Time. And I watched an episode of it this week, and he... Uh, he was doing Vietnamese food. He he made bun mi. But he made like the chicken liver pate. He made it from scratch. Yeah, it was. Awesome. He's like clearly a, a he good is chef. Gifted. I mean, he was employed in that field, was he not? Yes, he yeah. was. Um, was Chef Rang on that that episode? Chef Rang was. Chef Rang is episode. is the reason to be on Instagram. By the way, <laughs> him and Maddie Matheson. Uh, these are, these are great people. Yeah. So you know, I, I've gotten a lot of mileage and enjoyment out of his you know YouTube's like how to videos for munchies yeah. uh, and, and now I'm, just, I'm excited to have more more things from him to enjoy yeah no um, someone worth supporting he Amen. takes cool photos very funny photos of his young child too which are, which are good yep good good parent child activities as opposed to ones that haunt me clearly and no one else <laughs> God. Uh, yeah Okay. Max? Anything? No. no I'm just I making a face that looks like he's got some sort of internal is. distress. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll he has, he has cooking show we'll and cookbook takes, take, so yeah, you, should, um, you should partake. Guys, we, uh, we've we made it. That's it. That's pretty cool. It's a wrap. Congrats. It, it is cool that we've been doing this for almost two years. Sure. Yeah, think about yeah, that, right? It's fine. Um, that is the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter at PrettyOKPod, or drop us a line at itsprettyokay at gmail.com and let us know what you think. You can get this and every episode of the show at our home on the web www.prettyokpod.com, along with our writings on music and food and shame and catalogs and... Fruit? Uh, good question, Max! Fruit? 
You're going to write about fruit? Like you said, like six months ago? What about Quintoris Lopez? About fruit. Can we get a Quintoris video, please? Uh, all right, let's 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 maybe stop bullying Matt. Um, stop bullying. We're, I, uh, we're holding him accountable. No. He's an adult. I occasionally go around the internet and find... <laughs> okay, you are an adult-sized person. How about that? Um, <laughs> you, you, come on. God damn. Someone's insecure. Besides uh, me. You know, every so often, I will go find other stuff worth reading on the internet that I, you know, I think that you might enjoy and and put that together in a thing that I decided to call the Link Stravaganza for whatever reason. And uh, there's a new one of those up on the site, so you should check that out. Um, you can also subscribe to our feed so you never miss an episode. They go right to your phone. That's kind of cool. Um, you can get us on Apple Podcasts or I think most other places that you listen. We're not on Spotify. Um, what about Google Play? Somebody asked me about that. I don't have an Android phone, so I don't know. Just tell them to go to the website. If it's I a ask, pretty if website. If I ask Alexa, will she know what podcast I'm talking about? You should try that out. Yeah, she might turn your lights Maybe on. Maybe Pierce can ask his Google Home. I can do that tomorrow. Um, <laughs> so uh, if you do that, please leave us a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing. Or just you know find a friend that you think might be interested in what we do and tell them about the show. Uh, next week is... Uh, next Monday is Christmas Day. So we'll, we'll be back. Um, I think we're going to probably keep it pretty light uh, next week and, and you know talk about some of our, our favorite things from... 2017, rather than having a you know a big sort of overarching topic like this, but we will be back, and then we'll be back the week after that to talk about something else. As always, um, thank you to Kevin for joining us this week. Thanks for having me. Uh, until next time, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. Thanks for listening.